Hi, this is Scott Roberts of the Dexter Podcast, and you're listening to the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Scams are one of the most dangerous threats today, especially when it comes to our elders. As the number of victims and money taken continues to skyrocket, realize that there is hope. ScammerCast is your frontline battlefield for getting educated on the most recent scams, but also how to defend against them. Join us as we detail the processes, the traps, and the solutions to help us all hammer the scammers. Hammer the scammers. It's time for the ScammerCast. Here are your hosts, Curtis Bailey and Art Maines. Hi, everyone. This is Curtis Bailey, your co-host of ScammerCast.com and an elder law attorney in the St. Louis, Missouri area. This is Art Maines, author of Scammed, Three Steps to Help Your Elder Parents and Yourself, and also the co-host of ScammerCast.com. Sponsored by Midwest Trust Company. Today's episode, I think everyone will find truly interesting, Art. Yeah, I really hope so, because I'm really trying to dig into the dynamics and the mechanics of how people get ripped off. And at the end of the day, that's a story about emotion and how scammers use emotions to manipulate people. And, uh, you know, flags are often used as alerts. And the framework that uh, you have introduced in your book, Scammed Three Steps to Help Your Elder Parents and Yourself, uh, all deal with uh, the acronym FLAGS. They do. They do. And it comes out of a story that I read a while back when I was researching the book. I get these daily email alerts on topics about scams and frauds against the elderly. And in one of them, they just happened to mention that police in Tennessee had captured some scammers who were ripping off older people. And I thought, yay, another good day and taking out some scammers. That's a win. They just happened to mention in this article that they found this book in their belongings. And and I thought at first, well, I don't know about this. It sounds a little out there, but I thought I would give it a try. The name of the book that they mentioned was The Black Science. Ancient and Modern Techniques of Ninja Mind Control. Now, doesn't that sound like a great title? It does. It's spooky, mysterious, right? Yeah, like those ninjas are going to hijack your brain and make you do weird stuff or something. Right. Yeah, and actually, uh, hijackers do uh, use emotions against the victim, right, to hijack their brain. Yeah, they really do. And and that's one of the things that I I talk about a lot in my speeches and presentations is I boil it down to what I call the scammers hijack your elephant. Now, what I mean by that is in the last 20 years, we've learned a lot about how the brain works. Sure. And, and in my field in psychology, uh, that's really interesting for a psychology nerd like myself. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one way of thinking of it is that our emotional brain is much older and much larger than our thinking brain. And it's kind of the elephant. So if you think about a boy or a girl on an elephant, it gives you a useful analogy for how the brain works and is structured. Right, right. So, so Art, is it in effect that the the boy or the girl that's sitting on top of the elephant or your rational brain that may be on top of the emotional brain is really what is in charge of, of moving you forward and keeping you on track? Well, it really is. And it's where I say that your uh, scam detector or what I sometimes jokingly call your crap detector lives because that's <laughs> the part of you that says, wait a minute, this isn't adding up. Something's going wrong here. So what the scammers do, basically, is hijack your elephant. Right. They will get you with emotion, and then they'll get you to do things against your own self-interest. 
and then you end up doing what they want and you lose. Right, right. Well, I know we've got a lot of information to impart today. And before we get there, I just want to remind everybody that you can check out all of the show notes for all of our episodes and also uh, resources that we uh, reference during all of the episodes at scammercast.com. So we invite you to uh, come visit us there. Yeah, and we'd love to hear your stories. Tell us about anything that's happened to you or your parents or the people that you care about. And uh, if you've got other ideas, Ideas, uh, please share those with us as well. We really look forward to interacting with you. And we have links there to our Facebook page and, and other ways that you can contact and interact with us. All right, so let's get to it. Let's peel back the covers on what these dirty scammers are doing by talking about some of the big emotions that they use to rip people off. Fear. What makes you scared? Ooh, uh, I am scared of spiders and snakes. For real? Really? For real. Very much so. Wow. So does that mean your wife has to get rid of a spider when <laughs> there's one in the house? Well, I can usually set that fear aside and, and deal with the situation, but she would have to deal with the snake. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Well, I'm with you on that one. I'm not a fan <laughs> of snakes and reptiles in general. So so fear is a very strong emotion. It's one of the hottest emotions that we all have. And you got to remember that emotions evolved in us to help keep us safe or to get us right. connected because we're social creatures. They're either designed to connect us or protect us, right. you might yeah. think of. Uh, you know, I've often heard that that fear is the uh, mother emotion, if you will, to that helped the species survive. It kept us from being uh, falling victim to the uh, saber-toothed tiger. You know, that's really true. Right. And and some authors have even written about it as a gift, that fear is a gift. And, and I really think that's true, that if we didn't have a good healthy dose of fear, we wouldn't have survived as long. And, and so it's really, in many ways, useful for us. Yeah. However, in the hands of scammers, what they will do is play on people's fears and then stoke them to get them again to hijack their elephant, to make them start doing things that the scammers want them to right. do, and acting against their own self-interest. Things like giving up their personal information, in the case of identity theft, or it could be giving them money right. in the and, case of financial scams. You know, this is a, uh, the perfect example of this is what's commonly referred to as the grandparent scam. And that's, that's where the elder receives a phone call, right, from, uh, from somebody identifying themselves as their grandchild. Yeah, they do. They get a phone call, say, Grandma, this is your grandson. And then Grandma might say, Jeremy, is that you? Uh-oh. And then the scammers know right. who who's calling. So you got to watch that one as well, folks. You know, make sure that grandma and grandpa never give out the names of any children or grandchildren, nieces, nephews, anybody without hearing it first. That's okay? right. And this is also a, a great point to, to make, and that is so many grandparents are now getting on Facebook, right, and social well, media. And, yeah. and unfortunately, or for, fortunately, they like to interact, but unfortunately, they like to post pictures of grandchildren and identify the grandkids by name. And that can be a problem, well, right? Well, it really can. It really can. I mean, uh, it's about the only way to keep up with grandkids anymore <laughs> is to be on Facebook, right. since everything's on there. But you have to be careful about what you post. So what the scammers will do in the grandparent scam, for example, is they'll say, oh, grandma, grandpa, I'm stuck in Mexico in this terrible jail. My friend was driving a car and, and we had an accident or, or the Mexican police planted drugs in our car, something like that. Some story right. to hook grandma or grandpa. Uh, makes them afraid. Makes Absolutely. them afraid. My yeah. poor baby is stuck in some Mexican jail. That's awful. Right. And another variant on that is you don't hear from the grandchild, you hear from a lawyer 
or maybe a sheriff or some police official saying, we've got your grandchild, Ooh, and wow. that will get your attention. That, yeah, that just has absolutely floor the elder when they hear that on the telephone. And then what happens when it absolutely floors them is it gets them to take action without thinking. Right, right. Now, the smart grandparents that I talk to in some of my speeches will do fun things. Like this one lady said to me in a speech one time, she got this grandparent scam call and she said to the person who pretended to be her grandson, yeah. oh really? Well, if you're stuck in Mexico, that's your problem. You just have to figure that out, won't you? <laughs> Hung up the phone. I loved it. That's perfect. That's a perfect response for the, our listeners out there. That If you receive a phone call like that, that's a great response. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and another man said to him, oh good, we'll keep him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a tough grandparent. I well, that's that. uh, that's a, uh, as you term that's a uh, street smart grandparent, right? That's exactly right. Oh, and then there's another one that comes to mind. Had this one lady who got that kind of call, and she said to the person, "Oh, really? Well, what was your grandpa's nickname?" Uh oh. Wow. Yeah. So down went the phone yeah, real fast. I, that was a quick click. I yeah, imagine. Yeah, it, it was a quick click, and I right. was glad to hear about that. Right. So that's another little tip for you: is if somebody calls up and pretends to be someone that you know, ask them some unique information that only someone close to them or you would know, like grandpa's nickname. Wow, that's that's great advice. We mentioned this in a previous episode, and uh, just again, a reminder, folks, you can go to scammercast.com and see all of our episodes. But we mentioned in a previous episode to take a moment to be skeptical, and this is the perfect time to take that moment and be skeptical. That's right. That's what keeps that boy or girl in charge of the elephant and keeps them away from getting hijacked and keeps you out of trouble. Now, another way that scammers use fear against parents is that old-time pressure problem. Come on, folks, got to hurry up now. Get this deal before it runs out. Yeah, and they're, they're afraid they're going to miss out, right? Right, yeah, yeah. they're afraid that they're going to miss out. They're afraid they're going to miss out on some incredible deal. So what we want to do is slow it down because there's some research that shows that after 60, our processing speeds in our brains slows down. Right. So scammers are trying to override that, get people to make decisions quickly, and end up losing. Right. Now, Art, the, you introduce very important concepts here. And all of these five flags, these emotions that scam victims uh, have, they're all related to what you call an unmet need. Can you, can you address that? Right. Exactly. See, everybody, I don't care how old you are or what you've been through, you're likely going to have some unmet needs in life. I mean, we all want more than we can have or sure. that we get out of life. And that's true for elders as well. So one of the unmet needs that works with fear is the need for security or safety for yourself and for the people close to you. And that could include financial security. You know, with the way housing prices have dropped in the United States in sure. the last few years, who would have ever thought that housing prices would decline? And a lot of elders have fallen victim to scammers using fear because of financial fears. Right, it's that uncertainty about what it the is. future holds for them. Right? Yep, uncertainty is one of the big triggers for anxiety and fear. The unmet need here that correlates with fear is safety or security? Right, exactly. You need safety and security, and the scammers will deliberately try to create a sense of unpredictability, uncertainty, to stoke that fear. But what we wanna do is remind people to think things through and take their time before they act, and to remember also the third R, which is reach out to check it out, especially with things like the grandparent scam. Loneliness. 
Okay, everyone, we're moving on to the second of our five flags. This one corresponds with the letter L, and it is loneliness. It is. It is. You know, there's an epidemic of loneliness in this country and, and probably around the world uh, among elders. Right. A lot of elders are kind of disconnected from their families and friends, either through distance physical distance, or it could be that they've lost people. As we get older, sometimes folks have passed on and we don't right. have as many of our our friends and relatives around us. So loneliness can become a real problem for older people. And there's even research, which is very interesting, out of uh, a man at Wayne State University up near Detroit that says that loneliness increases a person's risk for scam victimization by 30%. Wow. Well, That's huge. That's an astounding number. In fact, in your book, Scam, Three Steps to Help Your Elder Parent and Yourself, um, you actually give some statistics that as many as one-third of older Americans live alone. That's exactly right. And it's sad because you don't have to be isolated if you live alone. There are alternatives like making sure that you include an elder in a family gathering, making time for them, or getting them involved in local organizations, whether that's volunteering or adult day centers where right. they can go and hang out with their friends and play cards and drink coffee or whatever. Right. So loneliness doesn't have to be such a fact of, of aging in today's world. And this is a particular problem for women, isn't it, Art? Yes, it tends to be more of a problem among women because men tend to die earlier. Gee, sorry for the great news there, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it is what it is, as they say, right. right? Right, yeah. I mean, we're we're unlucky enough to be guys, so that means right. that chances are the women around us will live longer than we do. So, so this really can impact the mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers in our life particularly sure. hard. Yeah, for sure. It's really important as the children of elders to pay special attention to reaching out and, and connecting with them, I'd say every day, really. It doesn't mean you have to have them over sure. every day because that may not be possible. Sure. But you check in with them every day. You give them a call or talk to them online or whatever they're up for just to sort of keep in touch. It's also a way to kind of keep tabs on how things are going with their finances and with their overall brain performance to be sure that there's not some sort of a, a problem with how their brain is working. Sure, to ask questions and just ask check questions. in and see what's going on in their lives. Exactly. You know, too, um, I know is sometimes as people get older, they tend to want to withdraw. They tend to want to stay home and stay by themselves more and more. Do you recommend to, uh, to people that you interact with that they try to push the elder out and keep them socially active? As much as you can. I mean, I'm not about badgering older people to get oh, them sure. out and doing stuff. But certainly uh, keep offering them alternatives. And, and it is true. I mean, it was funny when you were talking about that drive to stay home and, and withdraw a little bit more. I thought, boy, I resemble that remark. Well, sure. I'm not that old. <laughs> but you just get to a point in life where I think you become happier with your own company. Sure. And you don't need a lot of external stimulation sure. to, to enjoy your life. So that can easily change into a sense of isolation and loneliness, though. Right. So, yeah, definitely always invite, make opportunities, make special occasions as you can to include older people in that so that they have a sense of belonging. And it also opens up possibilities for conversations about, you know, how's it going with finances? Right. You got any weird phone calls? What I call the scam talk. You bet. The talk you had with Bill at exactly. one time. Right. right, yeah. And and as the senior does become more isolated uh, or lonely, that's where the scammer can swoop in and be that friendly person, right? That is the, actually kind of substitutes. That's right. 
for the caregiver and steps in to be that friendly person checking up on them, right? That's right. Yeah, that's really what happened with Bill, much to my chagrin and, and to my pain. He was alone during the day when I'm busy seeing clients and that sort of thing, although I checked with him every day. I would call him every evening when I was headed home from work. Sure. But still, he was alone during the day, and the scammers called him up, and he said they were the nicest people you'd ever want to talk to. Right. As we said in another episode, uh, they were his friends. Sure. And so they filled that need for companionship and connection. Right, and, and they became the friendly person, and they were overwhelmingly friendly to Bill, weren't they? They were. They, yeah. they were overwhelmingly friendly is exactly right. It was a little too friendly, sure. especially when they started moving into asking him for money and personal information and that sort of thing. So sure. you've got to watch that stuff. Right. And the unmet need here that we're dealing with is Connection? Connection. And yes. what does that mean, Art? That means a sense of belonging to a group, of being cared about. In my work with couples, for example, I'll say that there are two questions that we seek to get answered in relationships. Number one, do I matter? Mm -hmm. And number two, will another person come when I call? And so those are kind of the core issues that we look at with connection. Do I matter? Am I still an important person? And will someone come when I call? Right. Am I in communication with people, sharing information and, and emotion back and forth? And so our job as caregivers and as professionals that work with seniors is to make sure that the senior can answer those two questions, yes. As much as possible, as much of the time, yes. Anger. All right, everyone, we're moving on with our five flags, the common emotions of a scam victim. We're up to the letter A, and I have to tell you, Art, this one fits perfectly for me today as I was driving in to participate in this session, this episode today. I ran into a ton of traffic. Oh, and, lucky you. Yeah, huh? and it was all because of road construction, probably our, our favorite topic to be angry about, it, right? It is just one of the favorite things that really <laughs> hacks people off, isn't right. it? Yeah. It absolutely is. When you're running late as it is, and then all of a sudden you're delayed. Uh, right. so, so talk to us about anger and how the scammers can use anger as a hook with a scam victim. Well, anger is one of the favorites of scammers because it's a very hot emotion. In other words, it carries with it a big what we call action imperative or an action drive. So when we get angry about something, typically we want to take action in some form. So either you want to go driving off on the shoulder to try to get around the traffic jam. Right. Or, in the case of a scam, for example, they'll use it a lot with fake charities or sketchy charities because those blankety-blank so-and-sos are doing this terrible thing to these poor people or animals. Why wouldn't you donate? Aha. Uh -huh. See how that right. works? Right. right. You, know, you know, I often wondered, how, how does a scammer use anger to make an elder so angry that they would give up their personal identification information or money? Well, I'll give you another example. Here, here's an especially dirty trick that the scammers do. You've heard of the thing called reloading, right? Have we talked about reloading on here? I don't believe we have, but I know we're going to definitely be addressing that at length in an upcoming episode. So okay, that's everyone stay tuned. But Art, why don't you introduce what reloading yeah, is? Yeah, Reloading is when scammers come back to a scam victim and then say, we are so sorry uh, that you've been scammed in this way. And we are from, we'll say, the Nigerian government Scam Victims Commission or some right, right. BS like that. Right. And we're here to try to get you your money back. However, 
we need to get your credit card number to be sure that that was the credit card that was involved. Or we need you to pay us a fee for our services so that we can get your money back. And they'll stoke anger by saying, it was really rotten that those scammers did that to you and they ripped you off for right. all this money. So, right. you know, you have every reason to be mad. So give us this money or personal information. We'll help you get your money back. Wow. So they double back and use uh, use anger in, in two different ways. They sure do. Wow. They sure do. That is a particularly dirty trick. Yeah, it's really, really sleazy. Well, everyone, on that angry note, we have to take a little time here for an important message. We'll be right back at ScammerCast.com. It's time to take a break during this episode of the ScammerCast. Have you reviewed the other programs in our online archive? Listen to them via the complete archive at our website, ScammerCast.com. Help us to educate and protect our seniors. We'll be right back. Looking for a straightforward user interface and a cost-effective, feature-filled, multi-track recording software? Call off the search! Mixcraft from Acoustica has exactly what you're looking for. It's time to include reliable audio creation and editing software with real punch into your projects. Check out Mixcraft now over at Acoustica.com forward slash Mixcraft and start a new generation of audio creation and editing today. A recent study found that most older adults fear running out of money during their retirement years, even more so than their fear of death. A trust can be an effective way to manage and protect your assets while you are alive. Now, many folks believe that trusts are only for rich people. They are not. Midwest Trust Company of Missouri, located in Clayton, Missouri, offers professional trust management for clients all across the country. Using Midwest Trust is a great way to know that someone with experience and integrity will manage your wealth objectively. Naming Midwest Trust can provide you with peace of mind in knowing that you or your parents will not be exploited financially and lose all of the assets acquired during a lifetime of hard work. Midwest Trust will even work with you or your parents' own financial advisor. Don't let fear of running out of money drive your life. Contact Midwest Trust Company today by visiting the link to their website at scammercast.com. The discipline to grow, the strength of experience, the ability to adapt, values that endure. Midwest Trust. Hello. Do you know who this is? Two guys talking the Matrix? Yes. It was a movie that smashed records, imaginations, and limits for gunfire inside of feature films. The Matrix, 1999, directed by the Wachowski brothers, was recently put squarely inside the crosshairs of the perspective review from Two Guys Talking. We talk about the hype, the money, the good, the bad, provide a rating, and discuss the franchise. Also, learn about all the great weapons utilized inside The Matrix from SovereignArms.com's Matt Gummersell, Senior Firearms Instructor specializing in dynamic weapons training. Don't miss yet another record-breaking perspective review from Two Guys Talking. All this and more is waiting for you, as well as the decision to take the blue or the red pill. Over at TwoGuysTalking.com forward slash Matrix. It's the perspective review of 1999's the Matrix, only from Two Guys Talking.
You're listening to a podcast appearing on the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Welcome back to ScammerCast, your headquarters for the education and prevention of scams against our elders. All right, welcome back to ScammerCast.com. We're talking today about the five flags, the five big emotions that scammers use to manipulate people and rip them off. That's right, Art, and we've covered the first three, again, just in review quickly, fear, loneliness, and anger, and we're on to the G, which actually gets uh, two different emotions. Right, right. This is sort of a a twofer deal on the G, because I realized that uh, the first one I thought of and came up with was the idea of greed. And greed is one of those things that we all have in some degree. Are you calling me greedy? Of course I am, Curtis. You know you're greedy, but it's about the different things that you might be greedy that the scammers are looking for. Now, I think greed is on a spectrum. So in other words, it goes from who doesn't like to get a good deal at the grocery store all the way up to some of the corporate CEOs and people like Bernie Madoff who can't seem to ever get enough money. Right, right. So the greed we're talking about here is, is not such the negative greed like the Bernie Madoff, but it's who doesn't like a good deal, right? Exactly. I mean, and it's that uh, part of us that wants to try to be frugal and get a good deal, feel superior because we were smart and we got something for right, nothing or right. won a big prize or whatever it was. Right. So scammers play on that. I have this great story. I mentioned it in a previous episode, which you can find at scammercast.com. Uh, a lady was approached by telephone by a scammer who promised her a brand new Cadillac. Well, again, her eyes lit up. She never had a Cadillac ever in her life. They never could afford it. So who wouldn't like a Cadillac? Well, who wouldn't? And so she immediately went along with the scam and started sending money uh, all the way up until the scammers told her that they were in her town and just needed that last delivery charge paid for to get it to her driveway. And that got her, didn't it? It sure did. It sure did. Something like that happened with Bill as well. Remember, he got ripped off in a phony sweepstakes scam. They told him he had won $125,000, which would stoke anybody greed, thinking, that would be great. I would love that. You start dreaming about the trips that you're going to take or the cars that you're going to sure, buy or sure. whatever it is that you're looking for. You know, Bill had a thing for Cadillacs. It's funny you had mentioned Cadillacs. <laughs> he owned seven Cadillacs in his lifetime. He just loved Cadillacs. Wow, he did. Yeah, he, he sure absolutely did. did. And too, not to mention the fact, we mentioned this earlier in the episode, that financial uncertainty that a lot of seniors face because they're no longer working and all of a sudden the recession comes and they see their retirements dwindle to, to next to nothing. Well, who wouldn't like to have uh, an extra a bonus prize, that extra money, no matter where it comes from? Right. And you put your finger on something important here. One of the dynamics or, or ways this whole thing unfolds is they'll often use more than one of these emotions with any given scam victim. So you may get a little fear and a little greed working together. The more they can bring in the five flags, the more likely they are to hook somebody and rip them off. Uh, that's right. So they're going to mix and match and find the combination that works the best for that situation, right? Right. And the scammers will probe the person in the conversation. They'll kind of check out where are they weak, where are they vulnerable. Oh, this one kind of responds to this idea of winning a bunch of money, so let's run with that. So you have to watch that. And 
To that end, uh, I want to mention that I've created an actual questionnaire to help people assess how vulnerable their parents are. Oh, I call that's great. it in my book that will help you understand just how your parent might be vulnerable to these five flags. And it's called, oddly enough, the Five Flags Questionnaire. Uh, very appropriate. And uh, where is that located in the book, Art? Uh, that's on page 102 because I really wanted to cover prevention in here. And I wrote this questionnaire so that people can come up with a way of recognizing just how vulnerable their parent might be. It's a series of quick questions that will help you really begin to zero in on where your parents' unmet needs and vulnerabilities might be. Well, great. Uh, give us a couple examples. Sure, sure. Here's question number one. All of these are yes or no questions, by the okay, way. Okay. All right. So the first question is, my parent seems more fearful lately about their money and financial well-being. Yes or no? So the caregiver would answer that question. Exactly. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. What's another example? Another one is a question number nine, for example. My parent has been prone to anger outbursts all their life. Again, okay. yes or no? A very, very uh, super simple and easy question to answer, right? Right. That's right. my goal is make it super simple and easy. Yeah. And you know, too, this would be a very instructive tool for professionals that have seniors as customers and clients. Yeah. That's the feedback that I've gotten is that they've really liked this questionnaire because it's helped them think about this in a different way and target in more specifically on where the senior might need a little support. Guilt. Okay, Art, we're on to uh, to the bonus G, if you will. What's the second emotion that corresponds with the letter G in our five flags framework? Yeah, yeah, the spelling isn't so great because uh, it, it should only be one G, but I couldn't leave out this other one, and that is guilt. This is a big one that scammers use on people, again, especially with phony or sketchy charities. And there was this lovely lady at one of my speeches and she came up to me afterwards and she said, you know, my mother gives to everything, every charity oh, no. that has religion connected to it. Ooh. And she said, I asked her to not give so much to these charities. And her mother said, well, honey, I can't imagine not giving to these charities because it's like saying no to Jesus. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. And and it, we mentioned in a previous episode that the scammers are well-networked, aren't they? Well, they once once, well. Uh, once they identify a victim, all of a sudden the, the name gets around the network. It really does. They sell the victim's information to a lot of different scammer buddies of theirs. And what they'll do is they'll go after them with guilt, too. And a while back, I discovered this uh, report from the Tampa Bay Times and the Center for Investigative Reporting right. about a America's 50 worst charities. Really? And they all use telemarketing firms, which is never a good idea right. to give to somebody over the phone collecting for a charity, because 80 or 90% of that money can go to the telemarketing firm's profits and not to the charity. But they will use guilt trying to get people to donate to them. Like, how could you not help those poor starving children in Africa? Sure, sure. And we're going to post links to all of these resources on our website at scammercast.com. Yeah, I really invite you to take a look at the uh, report on America's 50 Worst Charities, because a lot of them sound legitimate, but they're really just big old profit centers for uh, telemarketing companies. And there's one other resource while we're on the fake charity that I want to mention and, and get your input on, and that's called Charity Now. Navigator? Yes, that's one of the ways that a person can check out a charity in terms of how much of their funds actually goes to the cause that they're collecting for and how much goes to administrative purposes. And then there's another one even called GuideStar, and we'll have links to both of these on our website at scammercast.com. I definitely encourage people to check out these charities of any kind 
before they donate. Another thing you can do is check them out with the Better Business Bureau. That's right. That's a great advice. Sympathy. Well, Art, we're on to the uh, final flag here, and this is the S in the five flags. And, and this one is just – it gets my blood boiling. It, it puts me back in anger. Yeah. But yeah. The, the emotion is sympathy. Exactly. I mean, sympathy is one of those emotions that's really kind of a noble emotion. You know, we want to help other people. We often feel empathy for them. We feel a degree of their pain. And scammers know this. So they will play on this like they do in the grandparent scam. With the grandparent scam, you've got fear operating. Oh, my God, they're doing something terrible to my child. And sympathy. Well, of course, I want to help them out. It's also the sympathy flag is also the basis for a lot of financial exploitation or abuse of seniors. You know, this is where somebody close to them could be a family member, could be a caregiver that's in their employ, comes to them and gives them a big sob story. You know, a sob story is one of those dead giveaways for a scam that we've talked about before. Sure. So with this one, somebody will come to them, and it's actually called the well-okay syndrome. Yeah, I I noticed that. that You you referenced that in the book. You introduced it there. That came from a study, right? It did. It came from a study from the MetLife Mature Market Institute. And so what they identified is people will go to the elder and say, I need a hundred bucks for my cell phone bill. And grandma or grandpa is eager to help, so they'll say, sure, I'm, I'm glad to help out. Many times they'll have a few more resources than a younger person, so right. they're happy to help. But then a few days, few weeks later, the person will come back to grandma or grandpa and say, well, now I don't have money for my car insurance. And well, all those job interviews that I've been on, just nothing's panned out. Well, okay. Well, okay. And they'll give them more money. And sure. then it goes on and on. Sure. And elders have actually gone without money for food and medication because of people around them who are bleeding them dry with sob stories based on the sympathy flag. Sure, sure. And, uh, you know, in my practice as an elder law attorney, this is actually the most common form of financial abuse that I come across and I help clients with. Because, number one, it's the one that's most intimate. I mean, it is a trusted person that is doing the exploitation, which is incredibly devastating. It is. And you get into betrayal then when it all comes crashing down. And that's so hard for an elder who's gotten ripped off, believing that this person they have trusted, it could be someone who's been their caregiver for years, has been helping themselves to a lot of their money or their jewelry, their prescription drugs. It's devastating, to use your word. And, and, And the shame that the elder feels leads this particular crime to be the most underreported. In fact, we've seen some statistics that say as many as 43 out of every 44 cases go unreported. Isn't that shocking? Terrible. Terrible. It's really terrible. And I know we're going to devote an entire episode in the future uh, on this topic of financial exploitation by family members or caregivers. This is such a vital topic. I really want people to understand this and be able to recognize it and stop it before it starts. Well, Art, that covers the five flags, and I see you have a copy of the book. So what what else do you have? Well, I want to make sure people know that in addition to the five flags, a lot of times scammers will use good qualities that the senior has, things like respect for authority and even the eagerness to cooperate, mm-hmm. uh, to rip them off. So, for example, while I was writing my book, a friend of mine sent me a story about how crooks use these qualities 
to get money from people by pretending they were calling from one of the big credit card companies like Visa or MasterCard. The criminals told a really long, kind of plausible story about a pattern of suspicious activity, so mm. to speak, on the victim's account, and then said they just needed to get the security code number on the back of the credit card. You know, everybody right. has these CVV codes and stuff. Sure. In order to verify that the account holder was in possession of the card. Well, now, if you listen to that for a second, it'll set your crap detector <laughs> yeah, off, right? It should. Right. Yeah. If they were really calling from the bank or credit card company, they would have that information. Yeah, already. Okay? What really happened was the elder wanting to cooperate and respecting authority, maybe with a little fear in there, pulling on the, the five flags, cooperated, gave the scammers the information, and got ripped off for a few thousand dollars that way. Right, right. Okay, so there's also a message in here about check your accounts to be sure that all the charges you're incurring are yours and not some scammers. Where can, where can we find your book, Art? So the book is available on Amazon.com as both an ebook and as a print book, and it's also available on BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, <laughs> so we invite people to take a look at our website and leave comments there and uh, let us know what you think and tell us your stories. Yeah, that website is scammercast.com, so please visit. You'll find links to Art's book. You'll find uh, links to the various studies and resources we've discussed us today, as well as in every episode. And again, to reiterate, we would love your feedback. We would love to hear your stories, your experiences. What kind of scam have you been exposed to or, or had had come your way? We'd like to hear that so that we can pass the word around. Yeah, and are there other emotions that you've seen or heard about the scammers using so we can spread the word about that? Because I want to get the word out there from other people as well so that we all learn better how to keep people safe from scams and frauds. Very good. Well, Art, that wraps it up for uh, this episode. Art, I've really enjoyed being here today with you to present this important information about the emotions that scam victims can exhibit that scammers prey upon. It's really so critical that caregivers and professionals that work with seniors understand these emotions. Well, that's my hope. I mean, I'm really excited to be presenting this information, and I'm really optimistic that this will give people a big part of the knowledge that they need to be able to shut these things down. So I invite people to spread the word about ScammerCast.com. We're so glad that you were with us here today, and we hope that what we have given you will allow you to hammer the scammers. Thanks for listening to this episode of the ScammerCast, your headquarters for education and protection of our elderly from scams worldwide. Be sure to visit us at ScammerCast.com, where you can send us your stories and tips, as well as send your feedback, and visit our Facebook presence. Thank you for listening to this episode, and until next time, Hammer the Scammers! The information we share in this podcast is meant for informational and educational purposes only and should never substitute for appropriate legal, financial, or medical advice from qualified professionals. Always consult with an attorney, physician, or financial professional for the correct guidance for your particular situation.